the Jewish Divorce Project. Because marriage doesn't always work out and chicken soup doesn't always help. Have you had to set up any strict boundaries with your ex about things? My ex was one to set up more boundaries than I set up because as I've mentioned many times on this podcast, I have this vision of let's live one happy life together, um, separate, but together. And, but he was more of the, this is my life. This is your life. And was very quick initially to say, what goes on in my house goes on in my house. What goes on in your house goes on in your house, which has its pros and cons. Um, sometimes I hear other people talking about the conversations they have with their ex about what they can or cannot do. And I'm in shock of like, your ex says that to you? Or, you know, I can't even imagine such an existence because things are so separate. So sometimes it's frustrating because I don't have so much of a say of what goes on in his house. But on the flip side, he doesn't have a say of what goes on in mine. I wonder about that. Like, is it really even possible to have a say in any way? I, I thought I read something a, a couple of weeks back that said like, you're not co-parenting right if you're not really talking about these things. And one of them was about like rules and even boundaries in the household and whatnot and how they should be consistent between the two. And I thought about like the reality of that. Like, That's is an that really intense possible? statement. You're not co-parenting right if you're not doing this one thing. I know that's what, no, no, it wasn't that one thing. It was several things and like several of those things I was doing right. But this one thing was, I was thinking about, it. I was like, does that really need to happen? And one of it was consistent rules and boundaries between the households. And I didn't, th and, and like, I haven't approached that with Tamar or anything because I'm still thinking it through. Like, I don't know what that looks like. And I also, I, I wonder about the viability of that for everything that you just said. Like, it's my house. Right. I get to decide what goes on there. I'm not going to be controlled by things that go on in her house. If I see I them don't as being think reasonable. I, agree. I think that there should be a certain level of consistency on some degree and certain standards, but like really basic standards and values. But there's a reason you're not together. You couldn't agree, or we like people like you couldn't agree very often on parenting and values and approaches to things. So your households are going to look different when you separate. It, and let's I think try to use you, I statements. I. Because that wasn't me. Correct. <laughs> really? What you just described. No, I don't think it was. Tamara and I, I don't think, had difficulties, you know, setting up rules and boundaries for the boys. I mean, we both wanted a peaceful home in that way. We both wanted a clean home. We wanted them to get along and love each other. Family. Do you have any different discipline techniques? No. No, You're I mean. You're 100% aligned in how you parent how you Look, set up your home, you. how you do chores, responsibilities, all of those things? I mean, we understood it to be that everyone needed to contribute to the household. There needed to be some, you know, I'm using quotes now, democratic way of, of you know, keeping the house together. The boys had chores that they could try to accomplish, right? We obviously had certain leniencies about that because they're kids. But, you know, when they would do them, we would reward them in a way. We tried to teach them about responsibilities of money in that way. I mean, sure we were she and i were actually pretty consistent upon the parenting things there's no question about it yeah i i actually feel really yep. our divorce didn't occur because of differences in parenting styles or or things like that or different values or whatnot interesting i mean parenting styles isn't usually related to just parenting usually there's personality 
and um, behavioral um, tendencies behind how we parent. Tamara and I were actually pretty consistent on that. I mean, we were consistent on the type of education our boys should get. We actually both decided that we wanted them to be in public school education because we, th we thought, and we know it is, to be much more culturally diverse. I mean, that's what we were looking for. We knew that they were going to get strong Jewish education identity from us and from the community that we were providing for them and the experiences that we would provide. It's really funny how strong of a Jewish identity you can actually give your kids outside of Jewish day school for as oh, much as support that Jewish day school. All the time, because right. when you have to, when you identify as something unique and different, you create a very strong identity behind it. But when you go to a Jewish day school and you're one of many, it's not a very strong value. Every, like everyone, this is what it's taken for granted that you're going to act or be a certain way. That's Whereas interesting. In public school, it's different. But that was a yeah. sidetrack. I retract my statement. You can get divorced and be aligned in your parenting approach. One can get divorced and be aligned One. in their parenting approach. <laughs> One. I, I meant the general you, but you are right. So why are you not doing that well then? I don't know that we're not doing well. We haven't discussed it. And admittedly, okay. I, am, I, I am a little, like, I don't know how far that goes, right? I mean, I think that's also a boundary that you would have to set with something like that. Like, I... I she has, she, Tamar got video games for them, which is fine. That's her choice to do that. And it's a way of entertaining them throughout this whole pandemic. It's a very difficult thing. She's also working full time. She needs some way to entertain the boys, mm -hmm. right? That wasn't something that I was willing to do for one, just the cost of it for two, because I think there are other ways of entertaining them, right? So had we still been married and gotten to that point, that probably would have been a point of conversation. And I probably would have caved anyway, but I probably would have caved under specific rules. Um, but my larger point is that like, I still don't want to get the video game system for them to forget it. Like it could be really helpful. There's no question about it. It would be something else for them to do, but I'm kind of sticking to my guns about this. What I, I have done. That means you have to mirror everything that's going on in your, in yours. That's exactly my point. Okay. And I don't want to do that. And I don't think anyone has to, right. I, I found my own level with that. I, I bought them at, at a suggestion of a friend. I, I bought. Um, them a video game instead of the whole system, right? What do you mean? What's, what's a video? You mean a handheld device? No, no, no. I, I bought just one cartridge of a game, right? So I bought a Nintendo Switch game for a Nintendo Switch that I don't own, but they do. So, so they can take it to their mom's house. Well, they could take the game. I have it actually here. And this is a conversation I just got into with Tamar yesterday because I told her it wasn't with it. it. The story goes like this again. I didn't want to buy the whole Nintendo. I bought one game so I could play with them and enjoy it with them, right? And so that there'd be something special there that I could enjoy with them because I do enjoy playing video games with them. But I bought them where who, they have to bring the device from Tamar's house? Nintendo Switch is actually really portable. Um, okay. Like two cables which are already attached to the system. But that was the intention that they should bring the Switch from their mom's yes. house. Okay. Yes, that was the intention. They should bring the Switch, which Tamar's had no problem with. Um, you know, so she lets them bring it over. Um, so they bring it over and we play the video game and Elijah, my seven-year-old, he like masters it the whole weekend. I think he beat, he beat it, right? He was just that like into it. And I sent it back when I dropped them off on Monday. I didn't send the game with them because I wanted to keep the game for me. I wanted to keep the game as something that I could do with them. Now, that doesn't mean Tamar can't play with them. If she wants to, that's fine. I don't, and if Elijah really wants to play it too, I'm not gonna limit it from him. But my point is that that was the way that I could end up making it work. 
right? That like thinking that the video games were a good idea in one way or another, but not wanting it to break the boundaries that I had set up in my own household. That was the only way I could think to make it work. I'm so confused. You are mirroring what she's doing. You did. You said he played. He played the game all weekend long. So they came to your house, brought the switch with them. You just have avoided purchasing a switch, but you're still playing games with them in your home when you have them. That all may be true <laughs> on a surface level, but I'm telling you, it feels it really feels on. like I'm maintaining a boundary please. here. Yes, you hold. You're a holdout. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> Do you want to know something crazy? My sister is a mother of six children and her children have not watched one movie since the pandemic started. What? Isn't that insane? How have they not watched one movie? She's an incredible human being. She And she's like educated. She, really, she makes me time? feel really uncomfortable about my parenting. <laughs> One movie we've watched, like we're running out of movies. We've watched all. I think we've watched movies that haven't even come out yet. Like that's when, like we're bootlegging everything. We are making the movies. We are. <laughs> um, isn't that crazy? So for all of you people, parents out there, it can be done. Man, I tell you though, I love, uh, I love, and it's taken me a while to kind of accept this. But I think whether or not you want a divorce, I think you have to accept that you are. And I think when you do that, what can make it easier, and this was difficult for me, and still not 100% over it, but I miss my boys terribly. I mean, that is like the biggest loss for me. I have them on a 225 schedule, I have them 50% of the time, right? That's like as best as you can really offer in a, in a scenario. Um, I miss them terribly during that time and yet when they're gone there's a great freedom that comes with it and it's a freedom that like i don't want touched by anything i don't want that freedom impacted by anything that is totally under my control and i think that's a result of you know now having a second chance at life and seeing that there's kind of all this space and being much more capable and confident with myself and wanting to be able to use that for the most, right? As best as I can. I'm glad you ended on that because I was in my head thinking, I love when I don't have my kids. <laughs> and my close friend and I, who's also divorced, always say any parent who doesn't own up to the fact that they love when their kids leave the house must be bullshitting. Let's be honest. And, and I personally think that if we started doing custody in marriage, we would save a lot of marriages. So if you're married and you're listening, this is what I've come up with, right? Brilliant. We need time. We need personal time. Parenting is so overwhelming these days. You need a moment to breathe. So it's called, an, it's an alternate Sunday approach. So one Sunday, dad gets off 24 hours, like, like 24 this. hours on their own. Next Sunday, mom gets off. And then the third Sunday, it's family time. I like Sunday. it. Brilliant. Right? Brilliant. Saving so marriages. Who's on the verge of getting divorced, suggest some, alt, some married custody schedules. See if it wow. makes a difference. I'm not kidding. I really do think it would make a difference. And it's sacrosanct. You have to abide by it because you can't get pushed off. Well, see, you and that's the way I feel time. like that's part of the difficulty that I have is that like, I want to see my boys. Right. And so like, if an opportunity comes up and, and tomorrow, I think tomorrow and I have handled kind of like, 
messing with just custody in a, in a little bit for being flexible, right? Like I, I'll do a funeral in the middle of the day and sometimes I need her to watch the boys or something happens for work and she needs me to watch the boys. So we try to be equal and exchange that, right? Like if I need her to take extra time with the boys, I take extra time with the boys just so it balances out. But then there are times where it's like, she asked if I could babysit the boys this Saturday so she could go for a run with a running group. And, and I, and I want to be supportive of her. Like I would want to be supportive of any of my friends and, and help them out. Um, and the thing that tortures me about is that I could spend time with my boys. So now it's kind of like, Ooh, right. Do that's I choose, an interesting question on boundaries. When do it's I, not right. essential. There it is. Okay. It's not essential because it's not like I have to go facilitate something or it's for my job or a kid is sick. It's just pleasure on her end. And ah, see, I'm with you. Of and like it's my time, on my, my exactly my time is I it's my breath of air. I need the off time when there's no kids calling for me, when nobody needs me. Time is my most precious commodity. So when I get control over it, and exactly how you said it, it is so important. But at the end of the day, divorce, I don't. <laughs> It's an interesting question because I do think we might need to step up to be there for our kids when we need to, but I don't know if it's just because she wants to go running. Hmm. It's a really good question. I'm sure it's just because she wants to go running. No, no, no. I'm saying, I know, I'm saying, I don't know if you need to step up to the plate to be there to step in for her. Just because... I don't think I need to. There's okay. no question about it. No. And I think the fact that the custody schedule helps me determine that it's her days with the boys, right? She gets them. And by so virtue of that, her? I'm sorry. What did you tell her? Yes or no? I said, unfortunately, I couldn't because it was oh, just, okay. it's, it's my time. And she understood that. She was totally understandable. She, you know, she even validated that. She said, I get, you know, the other times because they're doing work and whatnot, you know, you need to go those to make some money. And, and that was actually really wonderful of her to do that. There's no question. Um, but, uh, you know, I also was apologetic and saying like, look, I'd like to be able to help you out, but I really can't. Um, it's my free time. I need to be able to have that. I mean, it's really funny, like how protective I feel about that. I feel almost as protective of my free time, which essentially is just me, right? This is self-care, right? I'm protective of my self-care just as much as I am protective of my own children. And you think about that, that's pretty equal. That's the way it should be, right? That's the, what the oxygen mask on the airplane analogy, right? When the pressure drops and it's difficult to breathe, you have to make sure you can breathe first before you help anyone else. I have to say that this has changed with time for me, that I was more like you in the beginning. I need my time. It's so essential. It's essential for my time when I'm with them so that I can be present and happy and organized and mostly present. And as the years have gone on, and I guess I've accrued more in my, my bank account of <laughs> me time and self-care, I... I've started to value just, sometimes I think my kids didn't sign up for this. And if I hadn't gotten divorced, I would be on call 24 hours a day, uh, 24 seven. And if I have to go pick up when it's not my time or if I'm able to do it and I have flexibility, I noticed I'll, I will tend to be more now than I was a few years ago where I was like, oh my God, no, now is my time. And I can't see a child or feed a child or have a child in my car unacceptable it changes Ugh. also my kids got older so the their demands are different turns out they get older noam they do they grow they, do. they grow oh my gosh i don't yeah. know if i'm ready for that 
And it's not the same. There's a certain exhaustion that comes with being with a young child, right? It's like incessant, like um, that it's just, they, they need you so much more. And that's why a break is more necessary. They need you to help them do more things. They need you to be, be more present and more focused and they're, and they're asking a million questions. So as they get older, they're far more self-sufficient. They need you less and the conversations are actually... I'm, I don't know if more interesting because you could have a really funny conversation with a toddler. Well, but... no, I feel it already with my eldest, with Judah. He's 10 and, you know, the conversations are certainly getting more interesting. He's so intelligent. It's crazy. The, the level of, I mean, the level of conversation with him is just ridiculous. The things that he gets and he can articulate. But I also feel that pulling away and that sense for independence mm. and, you know, part of that's a relief because it's like, okay, he doesn't need me as much. I can breathe a little bit more when he's here. And part of it's also a little sad. And maybe that'll be the irony of it is that as they get older and, you know, for as much as I appreciate and want the freedom, I'll be like, no, 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 let's have more close time. That's certainly something that I want more of now because I only have them 50% of the time, but I'll take what I can get. Yeah. I, re I remember I, I had a, like, um, I hated lying down with my kids at night just because I'm so tired at the end of the day and I would fall asleep at seven or seven 30 and then my day would be done. It was, I would I'd wake up maybe an hour later. I'd be so yeah. groggy. I can never, like my day would just end then. And I would, ugh, I cannot wait for this to be over. But I knew in my head I would regret it. And I would miss that time with them and that it would go by so fast. So I would try and reprogram of, I know it's frustrating now, but you will miss this time in the future. Just be in the moment. I can't stand the car rides. It's it's like the last day of a five day swing. Those are the toughest. Like the car rides are just car rides. Where are you going? I'm not going anywhere. It's the <laughs> driving them from my place to Tamar's. How far is that? It's only ten minutes, but I'm telling you, it's an isolated ten minutes. Okay. You have to put on podcasts. Do you listen to podcasts with your kids? And I listen to everything with my kids. You okay. don't understand. I listened. I put on it, and I'm like, I'm I'm. I'm three car rides away from getting noise canceling headphones for the ride because they seem to know that like, it's the last moments I have with them and they're taking advantage of it. it's the last moments I have with them before I drop them off with their mothers for a couple of days. And they're just shooting me questions, bam, 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 left and right. And I can't like my brain just yeah, can't process But you're it. in the home stretch. No, but that's just it. I, I don't have any more, like I got nothing more to done. give. I've <laughs> run out of teaspoons. <laughs> Right. I've run out of teaspoons of whatever it is that pain people deal with to spoon out their endurance for the day. I don't know what it is, but like I've lost it and I can't like I don't have it at that time. And so like I'm either turning the music up real loud and I'm like, it's quiet time. Everyone's <laughs> quiet now. Everyone, Let's everyone play the is sleeping quiet. game, <laughs> even though it's game. 10 a.m. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because my hard time and this was also harder in the beginning is that switch when they come back from being a, uh, I can decide whatever I wanna do when I wanna do it to some degree. Um, I'm the master of my own time, my own body even. And then they come back and it's almost as if that entire time never happened. As soon as they walk in the door, what's for dinner? Backpacks are flung everywhere, asking me a million questions, talking to me. And that switch has been hard for me to go from single woman <laughs> to mom of three instantaneously. It felt like whiplash a little bit in the beginning of like hard to adjust as those dynamics change so quickly. That's you, a good question. Do you have that? 
Uh, well, so I'm okay with when they come. I love it when they come. I, you know, I, I, I love being the dad as much as you love being a mom. And so like when they come, it's a, it's a wonderful feeling, big hugs and smiles. And if I have a gift for them or something like that, whatever it is, you know, I, I love it when they come, but it's, it's when I'm dropping them off. I mean, maybe I'm also a little sad too. It's an irritating time because I don't want to be dropping them off, but I have to anyway, it's a necessary evil just kind of what it is i mean that's kind of you know that's skirting the boundary that's that's operating with the boundary and not being so happy with it but needing to do so i love that you just called that out that would be shame building where you're there's actually that part of you inside that maybe feels some guilt that you're dropping them off and that you're not going to be present for them and then you're just more um kind of eligible for irritation and frustration oh, there's a with cycle them there. as a projection there's a cycle. Yeah, good call I mean, out. Only recently have I been able to really drop them off and feel a sense of relief as opposed to a sense of grief. Hmm. Right? It was before it was, I don't get to see my kids. This is a consequence of my own actions, you know, that sort of thing. I'm being punished. Um, and now it's much more of kind of like, okay, let's go get the day. <laughs> my parents used to, they had this comic, my, my, they would cut out random comics sometimes and put them in the kitchen. And there was this comic, I think it was Family Circus. Do you remember Family Circus? I remember those. those so they, they send their kids to camp and everyone's crying and the kids are crying and the parents are crying as they're getting on the bus and then the bus pulls away and you see all the parents jumping up Yay! and down and celebrating. So that's what my parents put on the uh, in the kitchen wall. Um, it's kind of like that. But I also cried in the beginning when they left. It's very overwhelming and just- it's well, It also an, feels unnatural. I think so much of our yeah. spiritual nature is built up in this idea of family and that includes being married and having kids regardless of the circumstances it's just a natural way of doing things and 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 you know custody and dropping them off and all that stuff is just the starkest example of you know what it really is it'd be different if you didn't have kids because you'd take your furniture and then you'd go your merry ways and you might pass each other on the street or something like that and it might you know trigger you a little bit but the kids stuff is a constant trigger Yes. It's a constant trigger. Do you let your ex know about your dating? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? For Does real? he think you're dating at all? He knows I'm dating, but what conversation would we have around that? I mean, I maybe at some point if, if I got serious with somebody, but that what was you one of the boundaries that he put on in the beginning. My life is my life. My dating life is my dating life. You, you do you, I do me which was hard because he started seeing somebody very quickly after we were divorced. And I had my, my idea of what was a good amount of time to introduce, you know, it was different than what he, his timeline, but. Would you introduce, if you got into a deep relationship with someone, when would you introduce them to your kids? And when would you introduce them to your ex? And would it be at the same time? And I would you let your ex know ex about them first? To meet him. That's the interesting thing is, I don't know if my ex would be interested. I don't think my ex would want to meet anybody unless maybe if I was engaged and there was going to be a, like a stepdad in the picture. Right. But I don't think if I said, Hey, I've been dating this guy for a year or two. It's pretty serious. Do you want to meet him? I don't think he would care. He wouldn't, he's never said that to me and he's dated people seriously. So I don't think he would care. When would I introduce my kids at this point? And we've talked about this in the past, but Initially, I was, my kids were so separate from my dating. And uh, at this point, 
uh, a few months in, if, if things got serious, I would, I would want my kids to see me in a relationship, even if it didn't, it wasn't hundred percent heading towards something way more serious down the line. Yeah. What about social media? Are you still friends with your ex on social media? <laughs> um, These are boundary questions I'm asking. No, they're good questions. I'm just laughing because my situation is, is I, I don't know. I just, it's just funny because he set such a clear boundary for us. Uh, we are not. And also that was more of the initial, you know, right away for the most part, people unfriend each other on Facebook. You don't want to, you know, either you don't want them to see or you don't want to see them and get triggered by them. And then I don't know if there's a natural point where you, things are better, but you but you think, hey, let's refriend each other on Facebook. I don't know, I'm not interested in, in I'm not interested in it. I'm not interested in, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not interested in like, if Tamar starts dating, I'm not interested in knowing about that. So I'd rather not kind of like- Really? At what point? If, what if there's a guy hanging around your kids and he's a present part of their lives? Well, that's different. I would expect, I mean, I think that is part of the boundary that she and I have set up, which is to say that like, if it does get serious, that the other one knows about the person before they, they're introduced to the kids. Right. And that says nothing about like the level of seriousness is a, of level of seriousness of it or when that happens. I hear what you're saying about a couple of months, kids seeing the relationship, all that stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Um, Cause why not play it? Um, what's the purpose? Do you think you have veto power? Of getting introduced to the boyfriend? Yeah. No, I think it's a matter of courtesy. I think it's a matter of courtesy of saying like, look, I'm seeing someone and this person's going to be around the boys at some point and you should know about it. Similar to like the fact of getting a new babysitter. And maybe that's just, you know, now during this particular time of COVID, I picked up a new babysitter. I needed one. I did a funeral on Friday and I, I needed a new babysitter and Tamar wasn't available. And, you know, it wasn't someone who was unfamiliar. It was someone who I knew, but hadn't babysat for us before. And I just said that, you know, she's been COVID tested and she's fine. And, you know, everything's okay with that. Um, but I don't think she was also going to get veto power if we were outside of COVID. I don't think she could say like, no, you can't bring in a new babysitter. Right. right. I, I like the standard. It's not how our arrangement has been set up for better or worse. So mm -hmm. it, that's why I laugh. Cause it's like, our boundaries are so far apart. There's, it's such a separate existence. Um, it, that's so I'm just not used to it. So what are the but, boundaries that you put up? I mean, you keep saying that he put up a lot of boundaries. What are the ones that you put up? Well, because he put up those boundaries, I just didn't have, I, I didn't have much fight in me left at that point. So he put up the boundaries and I went along with it. And, right. and, and that's Either just what convenient. they are now. Uh, but what, what did I don't, I don't think what other boundary like categories are there? There's dating. Um, religion was a big one for us. And so what happened was, is, this is how it worked in my favor is because he put up those boundaries for dating of, of what happens in my house, my life is my life. Then when he had issues that I was less religious than he was and what the kids were being exposed to in my house, that was reflected right back to him. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> what happens in my, my life choices are my life choices. And I do try and be respectful to him, but at the end of the day, I don't have to answer to him. And he set up that very clearly and he respected that because he acknowledged that that was a boundary set up. From time to time, Judah will say things like, mom lets me have pepperoni pizza. And I don't know if he's saying it to like get under my skin, right? Because he knows that's something that I don't do. And he's like acting out 
right? Because of the divorce and he know, and he's just trying to upset me or if he's trying to inform me and also be like, can you get me pepperoni pizza? <laughs> right. Well, and trying to make me jealous, be like, Oh, you like it. So I will. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, but does it bother you, know, you? Well, so that's just it, right? No, it doesn't. It really doesn't like that's her house. And I'm not about to like call her up and be like, you can't give the kids pepperoni pizza. That's ridiculous. You know, we keep kosher. She doesn't have to make that choice. She doesn't have ha, to make that By choice. the way, I found a different value. You're not 100% aligned just because you are dealing with it in a healthy way, but. <laughs> so you've been searching this whole time. Good to know. <laughs> uh, so, but um, yeah, I mean, that's her house. She can make that decision. She needs to feed the boys. She wants to get them what she wants. I wouldn't make that decision, but that's something that I have to accept. And frankly, I think, you know, you try to look at the silver lining of all of it. Okay, so the kid gets exposed to a choice and he knows that in different environments, you can do different things and have a sense of pride about it. That like, you know, if he's with some Jewish friends who keep kosher and he wants to get a pepperoni pizza, he shouldn't feel shame from them, right? If he wants to get a pepperoni pizza, he should be able to enjoy it in good health for as healthy as a pepperoni pizza can be. That's a great attitude. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm very enlightened for a rabbi. You are, you are very enlightened. The problem is, is when- And humble. <laughs> when um, you're dealing with more religious households. So what happens yeah. when, what happens when people are Orthodox and yeah. one maintains an Orthodox home and the other one is no longer Orthodox. So how do you create boundaries around that? It's a complicated issue. Someone who practices every other. EO, my religion. <laughs> I'm Yo. chief rabbinic counsel of my <laughs> of this movement. It's a movement called EO. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really interesting discussion point of what if your kids are still in Jewish day school and then one parent is no longer religious. Yeah, which is pretty common. Or cares to send their kid to Jewish day school, right? Doesn't want to afford it. Probably another conversation. Good conversation, yeah. <laughs> Jewish tuition and the single uh, parent, a struggle yeah. for survival. <laughs> and in many cases, it's a struggle for the whole family given Jewish tuition. So what are your tips? What do you think people need to know for maintaining or setting up and maintaining boundaries? Oh, I would say my tips for this just goes back to good communication with your ex and a healthy level of letting things go, um, recognizing what's in your control and what's not in your control anymore is probably a really good tip, but just trying as much as you can to build the foundations for good communication. For me, I think about, I think about the idea of a roof from our tradition, mm. you know, this, these, uh, bringing back the Jewish. Yeah. Bring Well, we are Jewish after all. <laughs> the Eruv, where we would set up boundaries for ourselves so we could do certain things during Shabbat that we might not be able to do if we were out in public. So in Eruv, it connects certain points. It used to be that there was a, a courtyard function, right? Buildings were all uh, tacked together in some way. Even if they were separate domiciles, they were tacked together in one building. So you could carry, you could do things that you might not be able to do on Shabbat in those circumstances. So I think of Eruv in the sense of you create space, you connect certain things, you think about the things that are really important for you and you connect those through the boundaries and you can do whatever you want in those spaces, right? My A rule for me is about my personal time and my personal space and I protect that. And that's a space that I can do what I wanna do for my life within that. And that is my A rule. And I try to check it periodically to see how flexible it is, what I can let in and what I can let out. 
And for me, that ends up being a nice way of guiding the whole process. Beautiful. Thank you. Another lovely conversation, Sheba. Find us at www.thejewishdivorceproject.com where you can find more information on both Noam and myself, plus our contact information and email us with any suggestions, comments, themes, um, guests you'd like to see on here at thejewishdivorceproject at gmail.com. And look for us on social media at the Jewish Divorce Project on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to see and communicate and uh, get your feedback. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Mm -hmm.